Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. My thing is that I've been asking questions about my money. And when I began asking questions about my money, suddenly Lori Schiller has got no response regarding my money. I want my money, this is not fair. And Wells Fargo has no questions and answers with regarding my money. This is, this is not fair. And Lori Schiller and Wells Fargo have this guardianship petition about keeping me away from my money. This is not right. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, who currently has a water bubble in my throat. We're going to push through, okay? <laughs> Hope you guys have had a good week. Um, my week has been kind of like uh, one of my fingernails, okay? I'm going to, it's going to be a long-winded story. We'll get to it, okay? Listen, right off the bat, I said last week that this was going to be, a, that that was going to be a mini episode and it ended up not being, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this will be a mini episode. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> we'll get into why later, but my week has been a lot like my finger pointer, my pointer finger on my right hand. Okay. So, um, I decided, you know, once again, treating myself, I, um, for those of you in, uh, Manhattan, I'm not sure if they have any locations outside of Manhattan, check it out. But anyway, I saw, I've been, you know, targeted ads have been getting me. Okay. And I had been looking for, you know, like those really cute, 
fake nails that I can just put on myself, but I kept getting ads for this place called Gloss Lab. And when I looked at it, their Instagram, they had, um, you know, like Hubhouse was on there, Paige DeSorbo was on there. And I thought, okay, you know, if they can trust it, I do not trust Paige with, um, fashion choices, but I do trust her with a manicure. So I, um, got, I went to Gloss Lab and if you guys, like I said, want to go into Manhattan or check the locations, because I think it's not just in New York, um, but they have for new customers, you can get a buy one, get one free Manny, uh, regular Manny or a gel Manny. Pretty good deal. But anyway, um, so I got the nails. I, if you guys go to the Flatiron um, location, I got my nails done by a lovely lady. Oh, I believe her name was Angelina. She was super nice. She was super like, uh, complimentary towards my nails. Um, she's like, Oh girl, you don't really have much, any cuticles. Like, Oh, you know, like legendary cuticle queen. And I said, yeah, I know that's just, you know, the blessing that God has given me. Thank you so much for recognizing it. Anyway, I got my nails done and they were so nice. And she said before I left, don't Break your nails, okay? Because they look really good. She was, like, really invested in the beauty of my nails. She really, she showed the fuck out. But she was like, don't break them. And I said, girl, I'm not going to break these nails. And then look at me. I look yesterday. And I'm thinking, hmm, there's a crack in my nail. And it's one of those that is, like, too far down. Too far down to be comfortable. So now I'm going to have to go through the process of, like, cutting it, waiting it for it to grow out so I can cut it again, the whole thing. But I'm ignoring it, okay? And I'm just moving on with my life. So say all that to say, this that's how my week is going. <laughs> and I hope you guys don't have some sort of, like, uh, you know, broken nail of your life looming just waiting to crack and you're just like living fancy free until it happens. I hope there's nothing like that for you. Um, let's get into the episode. Uh, so like I said, this, I really do think it's going to be a mini episode because what I tend to do is like starting Wednesday so we can get like the newest, freshest topics for Monday is like, I'll start compiling a list of like links and stuff. And then I'll go like when I'm ready to record to go look at the notes, you know, all that. Right. This week, and this, like, has never happened, I went, like, one, two, three stories, and I was like, all of these are flops, <laughs> and I can't really talk about it. They weren't giving what I thought they were originally going to give, so um, we have very little to talk about, so let's just get started, um, but before we get into our news, I wanted to talk about some podcasts that I have been on. Um, first of all, I was on Liz Explains It All, Liz Bentley of Feathers in My Hair's podcast, not once, but twice in the past couple of weeks. We talked about first, uh, my super sweet 16 episode of Regina Carter, who is Lil Wayne's daughter. And we also talked about the two Cabo episodes of Vanderpump Rules. It is a great look back if you want to, uh, really like remember how bad Katie and Tom Schwartz's relationship is. That is a great place to start. Um, so yeah, you can check that out at the Liz explains it all Patreon. And also you guys, I did something that I have not done in years, like since the pandemic, um, which is to talk to two men. Okay. Um, men that I didn't already know. So I was uh, delighted to be asked to go on a podcast called White People Won't Save You. Uh, the concept of the podcast is that they have uh, their guests pick a movie that is like a white savior type of movie. And we just rehash it, talk about it, talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, I picked... <laughs> 
I they gave me the list and I was like scrolling through it and I'm like oh okay you know my phase are my my eyes are always set to mess and so I picked the Cuba Gooding Jr. um uh, classic would not be the right word um movie movie <laughs> I, I'm just going to have to get technical because I cannot give this movie any sort of praise. The Cuba Gooding Jr. movie radio. Um, we had a lot to talk about. So head over to the White People Won't Save You podcast and check them out. It was it was a fun conversation. And frankly, I was proud of myself because like I said, I, listen, I, I love men because I'm wired to be sexually attracted to them. And also like I count them as, you know, at least two to three of my very good friends. So <laughs> I, I, it, yeah, it was an experience. It was a good experience. Um, there are good men out there. Okay. Okay. And I, and I spoke to two of them, so check it out. Um, yeah, let's get on to the show. Um, Ooh, we're going to do, uh, can I get a hell? Yeah. Starting off to none other than the newest member of Summer House, Maya. You guys, I got my cookies. I, oh, oh, happy day. I was like refreshing the shipping when it came, when I got that email that was like, your order's on its way. Oh, God bless. It had been a month in the making. And I, you know, this is no shade to Maya because like, obviously, this was to be expected when you go on the show and you have this product and also you go on the show and you're like a bad bitch that everybody loves and thinks it's amazing right off the bat. Of course her business was going to boom exponentially. So this is no shade. Like it took me a month, you know, it it was a while, (laughs) but that's okay. It's totally, totally fine. They were lovely the whole time, like being really apologetic, sending emails and this, so like great customer service. Um, it's called the need, the K N E A D need. Um, and the cookies were so good. So here's the thing that I said the other day. Um, I love that you can just pick cookies. Like there's a pack. I got a six pack. You can like mix and match because a lot of companies don't do that. And it makes sense because that's probably like, you know, you know, you have to like make all these like individual ones. Who knows if you can make a whole patch for, you know, orders. Right. So, um, I picked six. So what I got was I got half, um, chocolate chip, uh, peanut butter. Cause somebody recommended that to me, shout out to you, uh, double chocolate and then an oatmeal milk chocolate. I gotta say, I have not tried the peanut butter or the, uh, actually I think the peanut butter might be the only one I haven't tried yet. Um, the dark chocolate is really winning out for me. It is so good. So good. I had to like, actually, I, I was like, oh, I'm just going to eat like a little in bed before bed. And I was like, okay, this is very rich. It is very rich. Like I'm a chocolate head. This is a really rich cookie. So it might not be for everybody if like rich chocolate is not your thing, but it was like perfectly salty at the same time. And I kept being like, I'm going to only have half. I'm just going to have a little bit more. I'm going to have a little bit more. And then I was like, Kara, get your ass up (laughs) and put this out of the room so you can have it later. I'm like savoring this cookie. Like the dark chocolate is 
that girl. So I would highly recommend that one. Um, the chocolate chip is also good. I'm excited about the Peter butter one. I've heard very good things about that. And yeah, um, if you guys are cookie fiends like me, I recommend, and I think they're on a wait list now. So you might want to sign up now. Um, yeah, to get, to get those cookies, girl. So good luck. God bless. Shout out to you, Maya. You deserve all the success in the world. I love you. Come on the podcast, please. This is my official, like, I really would like her to come on the podcast. And I, you guys know I rarely do a call to arms, but I would, I would love that. I would really like to talk to her. I think we'd have fun. Anyway, um, you guys, it's also Oscars night. Are we excited? <laughs> Here's my thing. I am more of like a documentary head. So often, even though I like to get swept up in the Oscars, it's mostly just like fashion based. Um, and so if you guys follow me on Instagram, this would actually be a good time. I'll be posting my favorite red carpet looks from the Oscars uh, Sunday night. So you can follow me at everyone's business, but mine on Instagram to check that out. Um, where was I going? Oh, I don't watch here's what happens to me every year is that like I tend not to watch these movies maybe one or two that happen to get nominated and then like a week or two before the Oscars I'm like I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch every movie that's like highly nominated and then what happens nine times out of ten is that I don't watch any of them (laughs) and I'm like okay well I'm just gonna root for that one movie that I watched so this year I did I made a mistake, you guys. Okay. And some of you guys are not going to want to hear this, but you're just accept that like we're a community, we can have dissenting opinions and that's okay. Right. And another thing is like, I really tried. Okay. I really tried. I gave it a try that I don't usually with this bitch. Okay. (laughs) Here's, here's my truth is that I don't like Kristen Stewart. She is a person who's like, you know, like the bitch eating crackers. I've never seen anything that Kristen Stewart's done before Spencer. I don't really have any reason not to like her. I, I just don't. Okay. And like, we all have that one person. So this is not a judge. This is a judgment free zone. Okay. She just was like, I just didn't find her interesting. I didn't get it. I certainly wasn't going to be watching Twilight. Uh, not my, not my thing. Right. So I'm like, okay, what I do love is Diana, right? I I love a Diana, any documentary that comes out. I don't care if I've heard it all over before. I will, I will watch it. I'm seated and I'm here for it. So I'm like, okay, let me just watch Spencer and see what it was all about. You guys, what the fuck was that? (laughs) I didn't like it. It was like, not to spoil if you don't like, I'm just going to quickly vaguely go through the, the uh, plot. So skip ahead like a minute what like I understand that it was like okay she's like in this awkward space I'm assuming this was like they're estranged she and Charles are estranged at this point but they haven't officially announced their divorce so they're still doing like family royal uh vacations like family time together because it's Christmas right this takes place over I guess like uh Christmas Eve to like Boxing Day And then we just get this like slow descent to madness, which, you know, as somebody who knows a good amount about Princess Diana, like I understand she had her mental health struggles. She struggled with eating at her eating disorder and her depression and all that. Totally get it. And I guess that it was like supposed to be an artsy 
retelling of like the inner turmoil that she was uh, struggling with, or I don't even know if I'm just giving this director like way too much credit, <laughs> like trying to find the good out of it. But what I will say is that I did not like it. I don't like Kristen Stewart. I was right all along. I knew I should trust my instincts and I knew stranger danger. Okay. And that the only thing that I find interesting about this woman is when she was like outside hooking up with that man, uh, that man's, that woman's husband, uh, just making out in a parking lot of like a park or whatever. That was the only time she ever moved, shifted the needle for me. And that I guess will be the only time she, I I don't get it. You guys, I don't get like, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get the love for her. I don't like, and I don't want to be a hater. I want to like her. I want to understand at least why people like her, but I just don't get it. I don't get it. So if you honestly think that like you, no, I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> don't care. Cause I tried with the movie and I didn't like it. So that was enough. You know, I, I gave her a good honest shot and it didn't work. Okay. So I, y'all can have her. That's fine. I did not like Spencer. Um, haven't seen Encanto, even though I'm just like constantly saying to myself, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I don't even know who Bruno is, but you know, I, I, that's going to be like my girl. This is like my Super Bowl where I just arbitrarily pick which team I think is going to win. So I'm just going to go team Encanto. Is that how (laughs) I'm just doing team Encanto and we'll just move on from there. Okay. Now let's talk about our girl of the week. And that is Wells Fargo. Okay. You guys know that I talked to you a couple weeks ago about Wendy coming out and saying that she has had her money frozen by Wells Fargo, by the powers that be, because the people that she had been previously um, employed, people that she previously employed uh, to settle her affairs, lawyers, what have you, accountants, have basically gone behind her back, told the she's alleging that they've gone behind her back, uh, that they have, um, she had a doctor that she hired that diagnosed her with something that the doctor did not inform her of her own medical diagnosis, went behind her back. And all these people went into cahoots together to get control of her assets. That's what she's been claiming for weeks now. Um, So she has really like gone back and posted on her Instagram this almost four minute video about this. This is like, gosh, one of the first times that we've seen Wendy speak since she's been um, off the air, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, But yeah, she went on to say that like she's really frustrated and she wants her money. And this just seems like a very weird and odd situation. So she says on Instagram, my thing is that I've been asking questions about my money. And when I begin to ask questions about my money, suddenly Lori Schiller uh, has got no response regarding my money. I want my money. This is not fair. So Lori Schiller is Wendy's former financial advisor. And allegedly, she's the one who told Wells Fargo to freeze Wendy's assets um, because she was of unsound mind, according to Lori, right? She's also pointing um, her fingers at her former manager, a guy named Bernie Young. Um, and she says that she knows for a fact that he used her own American Express card to uh, hire an attorney to file a petition against her. Something to the tune of like $10,000. So she's saying, 
that they're like using money to screw her over and lock her out of her own um, assets. And like I said, the, she had a former doctor who had medical information on her that they did, he, they did not share with Wendy, but they shared it with other people. Um, these are all allegations that she's saying. And she says that because of all of this, Wells Fargo has used that information to create a guardianship over her and that it's not right. And it's not fair. So like, as we're, you know, celebrating free Britney and as we're celebrating Amanda Bynes getting out of her conservatorship, we're watching in real time, this woman like say, Hey, this isn't right. Like clearly I'm okay. Why are these other people having more authority over her money than her. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's scary. It's wild. And I, some, obviously something in the milk isn't clean. Like how is she spending her, like, how is she making ends meet on the day to day? Because a couple weeks ago she was saying that they were locking her out of the money to the point where like, she couldn't pay her payroll. She couldn't pay her rent, uh, her mortgage, her, um, uh, alimony that she owes, uh, her ex-husband. And so that's my question. Like, how is she making ends meet now? Are these people getting paid? Is her rent getting paid? Like what's going on? This is a very scary situation. And it's like, it's giving like, I care a lot, you know, like, I just don't know how they can just make a decision for you, not ask you, and then just be like no you can't have your own money that you've spent years what it that's wild to me ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Speaking of wild, I'm just going to issue a trigger warning for uh, domestic violence and abuse. Talking about this story. Um, You guys, I'm concerned about Hayden Panettiere. Are we all on the same page about this? Like, I have been for quite some time. um, But this is deeply concerning. So let me tell you guys what happened. Um, The other night in Hollywood, she and her boyfriend, Brian Hickerson, got into a fight outside of a restaurant. Now, this is on TMZ. Um, The video is wild. It could very accurately be described as a brawl. Um, There are many people involved. Hayden, at one point, is on the ground. She's, like, mostly trying to stop it, but she's, you know, she's in there. And Brian's definitely in there. So, the story... That they're saying is that they were at this restaurant and 
Brian went like vigilante justice on behalf of the waiter. So apparently there were some people who were being rude, other restaurant patrons. This is the story coming out from Hayden. Um, They were at the restaurant. People were being rude. He somehow found out that these patrons uh, didn't either didn't tip or left a bad tip. So like I said, he decided to take justice in his own hands and like go after these people for not tipping properly. And this ended up like the other side is alleging that Brian spit in their face and then they got into a fight. The video is wild, 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 wild. Um, in the video, however, you can hear um, Hayden saying, Brian, jail. And I'm thinking, why would he be in jail? So the article says, oh, he's on probation until 2025. So I'm like getting to my little Google fingers and saying, why is this man on probation? You guys want to know why? Like, I didn't know all this. Like, I, I guess I knew snippets of her, of Hayden being in relationships like shitty abusive relationships but i didn't know it was this deep this is like really bad you guys so brian and hayden have been in an on and off relationship since at least 2018 um it they broke up uh in gosh like 2019 if i'm not mistaken because he is incredibly abusive and violent towards hayden there were um i want to say eight charges put against him um seven of the eight being felonies all of these having to do with domestic violence uh and assault charges uh, uh towards hayden and she even he, he even went to jail. He even went to jail. She even has an Instagram post from 2020 um, still on her Instagram talking about this situation. And it says, I'm coming forward with the truth about what happened to me with the hope that my story will empower others in abusive relationships to get the help that they need and deserve. I am prepared to do my part to make sure this man never hurts anyone again. I'm grateful for my support system, which helped me find the courage to regain my voice and my life. And then in the caption, she, um, um, it's all about like, it's a phone number for people affected by abuse and who need support. Um, and so this is about this dude that she is now, I guess they have currently, they've gotten back together. Um, he pled no contest to those seven charges. Um, he got sentenced to, this was last year, 2021. He was sentenced to 45 days in jail and four years of probation. Um, and so he got he pled he pled no contest to two felony counts of injuring a spouse, cohabitant, fiance, boyfriend, girlfriend, or child's parent. And in addition to the jail and probation, he was sentenced to fifty-two domestic violence classes, five hundred dollars in restitution, and a five-year protective order to Hayden. Right. So, I mean, we unfortunately know how these cycles of abuse work. How these people worm their way back into these you know, abuse people's lives and manipulate them into thinking that it's all okay. But I'm sorry, like, even if he never put his hands on her again, he clearly has very violent tendencies. Like, you, like, a shitty tip is not a reason to get into a brawl with people that you don't know. Like, that is unhinged, wild, violent, 
horrific behavior. And like I said, even if it's not towards her, like that is deeply concerning. That is a cycle that's being perpetuated of violence and anger that he very clearly cannot control. And so like initially I'm seeing this fight and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Not funny, but like, oh, that's like messy. But then reading more about the story, I'm like, wow, this is so dark and sad. And I feel really scared for Hayden. I'm concerned for her. And this is like, I don't think the first relationship that she's been in where somebody's put their hands on her. And also this girl's very tiny. She's a tiny little girl, a woman. And it's just very concerning. So like, I, you know, prayers up for Hayden. I hope that she's okay. And I hope that like, you know, not to put the onus on her, but I hope that this is maybe like a wake up call that like, if he's doing this to other people, like, you know, conclusions can be drawn from that. And, and so I feel for her. So, uh, it, it's, it's tough. It, it's really, really tough. Um, let's move on to something maybe a little bit lighter. <laughs> Not really. Um, Katie and Tom, let's talk about Katie and Tom. I didn't talk about them last week cause I figured, eh, you know, we all saw the, the IG press announcements about it like you guys saw it I didn't you know I'm sure like 7,000 other podcasts talked about you didn't need to hear me right um but they officially well Katie officially filed for divorce and you know hello let's celebrate that (laughs) I'm also like not too emotionally invested in this relationship because like why would I (laughs) like Tom Schwartz was not invested in this relationship emotionally so why should I be you know why, why should it, if the main character is not playing and I'm, I'm going to sit on the bench too. Right. Um, but an interesting thing that was revealed in the divorce filing is that, okay. So this happened on March 15th. They announced their divorce, right. Or their separation, depending on whose, uh, IG post you saw. <laughs> seem like uh tom schwartz seemed to think this is more of a separation situation and katie said no sir this is permanente okay kaiser permanente um so she actually filed for divorce on march 24th and you know we can always gather some tea out of these divorce filings i the first thing i'm always interested in is like you know you have to list at least in california the official date of separation. And she listed that two days before Valentine's day. So February 12th of this year, the one thing that I'm interested in, and I guess maybe it doesn't matter in California, but they're still actively living together. So would you count that? Like the day you moved into separate bedrooms, the day that you guys decided to break up? Like, I wonder like technically how does that work if they're still actively cohabitating and seemingly, um, that's not going to change, you know, like just inserting my personal opinion here. I think it's very obvious that they were like in over their heads financially on this house. And so like, uh, I don't know, like, I'm wondering like how much money they could really get off of the sale of that house. Like the market's hot, but I mean, how much did you guys get on that loan? You know, that's like, y'all might be stuck in that house (laughs) playing roommates for quite some time. Anyway, the second bit of information that I found interesting is that even though in season five, there was this whole storyline about the them getting a prenup and their assets and all that, um, they didn't. Lie detector determined that was a lie. So yeah, they had to file like they definitely uh, did not get a prenup. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> you would think that like between then, between 2017 and now that there might be something they would be willing to take. But like, I feel like TomTom is barely turning a profit at this point, I think. So, I mean, maybe y'all were right. Maybe it wasn't worth the filing fees to, to, to do the prenup. Cause it, like, even now, what, what is, what is it? A house? Okay. Like I said, how much money did you guys put into it that you're going to get back? So, uh, best of luck. Best of luck. Um, the next story is about Courtney and Travis. Just a quick thing that they revealed. Well, sources said that they were actually supposed to get married in May of this year. But because of uh, the difficulties with Courtney's IVF journey, I guess she doesn't want to be pregnant um, or just like dealing with IVF and all of that and the hormones and, you know, all the shit that your body goes through during that process. So they have decided to delay the wedding. Um, apparently they had been planning it for months. All things that I knew, like you don't look at a couple that horny for each other in public. You don't look at a couple who's like out here on a public beach and people are having to ask like, Hey, can you stop eating her ass um, in the sand? So my kids can play and not stare at you. Right. Um, Cause that happened. I mean, it didn't really, he wasn't eating her ass, but he may as well have been, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you've seen him, like you guys might as well just <laughs> the clothes are just, just a, a you know, they're basically pointless when you see them. But anyway, um, I knew that like they were rushing this, that they wanted to do the kid and baby marriage thing very quickly. So all of this is not surprising to me. I hope they can get it. I, I hope that they can make this baby, um, you know, mazel to them. Uh, the closer we get to the show, like, am I interested yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm gonna be watching it. And we're gonna be talking about it. Speaking of things that I am like, here, here's a safe space for you guys. Uh, Sex in the City is coming or excuse me. And just like that season two is coming. Just so you know, like, you don't have to pretend around me. You don't have to pretend like you're not gonna watch it. You are. You don't have to pretend like you're not gonna enjoy it. You are. Okay, so like, don't lay your burdens down, baby. You don't have to do this with me. Not me. Okay, not me. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. All right. And our last story is about Real Housewives of New York. So if you guys have been living under a rock, um, Andy announced that there are going to be two 
new, well, two newish versions of Real Housewives of New York. Um, he said that they are going to be rebooting and recasting Roni and also doing a throwback iteration of the franchise. Um, I'm not sure if uh, he's saying that it became, um, they came to this conclusion based off of the success of uh girls trip, ultimate girls trip on Peacock. So I'm curious to know if throwback is going to go on Peacock and, the regular rebooted one is going to be on Bravo or vice versa. But, um, you know, the girls have been talking. They have a lot of opinions. I totally understand. Um, you know, a, a, the predominant opinion is that the network is actively promoting or not promoting, but protecting Ramona by doing this spinoff. Do I believe that? Not fully, like I'm, I'm listen. I'm willing to hear a theory, but I just find it hard to believe that they could let go of, you know, like a Vicky, Tamra, Nini, LVP, um, an entire Dallas franchise and still think that like, we need to keep Ramona. Like they're not, they have not seemed afraid to let big in my opinion, housewives go and do all of this for Ramona. Like, I, I don't know. I just find that kind of a little bit of a stretch, but obviously something's going on. I'm just really frustrated because like nobody at Bravo has been taking my calls. If you were going to do a reboot and that reboot is supposed to be more diverse and more open to, you know, the other demographics in the city. Why not just bring back Blood, Sweat, and Heels? You guys, that was a great show. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about this. They should have just brought back... I mean, they if they were going to do this, they really should have done is brought back Blood, Sweat, and Heels and centered it around Ebony K. Williams and then just done your regular degular on Roni instead of doing these, like, split two teams situation. I, I'm like concerned. I don't think this is a really good idea. I don't know. I also felt very strongly that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was a bad idea and, you know, egg on my face. I was, I was wrong about that. So hopefully I'm wrong about this. I was also wrong about Girls Trip. <laughs> Wasn't too excited about that. And yet it was a, a hit. So maybe I'm just like, how can I make this in a way that I'm right? <laughs> maybe um, my instincts are off and maybe this is a good thing. Maybe the fact that I think this is going to be bad is a good omen. Okay. <laughs> um, so there was also like a lot of talk of like, who should we bring back for the reboot and um what magazine or what outlet was it i think it was daily mail yeah daily mail did a vote of like who would you want to bring back so i just want to go over this list because i thought it was really funny should we start at the top we'll start at the bottom <laughs> um bottom zero percent with three votes cindy barshop <laughs> Um, then we go, uh, who, there were several that have 1% anywhere between the 12 and 23 votes. Um, so second to last would be Kristen Takeman with 12 votes. Then Jules Weinstein. 
I think you guys are wrong on those two. I have to say, I think those would be two ladies that should come back. Now, I'm pretty sure that neither of them live in New York anymore, so that might present a couple issues, but I think that they, if they still lived in New York, would be great options to come back because we only got one year of Jules, right? We only got one season of her before her life went to shit. <laughs> and we deserve to see that. Um I, I don't mind having Kristen back. I really don't. Like, she was annoying, but, like, you know, she served a purpose. Sometimes annoying can be purposeful. Um. So, anyway, from... So, we have Cindy at the bottom. Just want to reiterate that. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny to me. So, Cindy, Kristen, Jules, and then Ebony with 18 votes. Uh, with 20 votes, we have Kelly Ben Simone. And then right on top of that, 22 votes of Eva Drescher. I would have put Aviva down by Kristen personally. You know, if I can say that like Christine, Kristen is, uh, annoying in a way that I want to watch. Aviva is annoying in a way that I don't find entertaining and I just find it exhausting. But I will say that like, she really activated Carol in a way. <laughs> That was very funny to me. Um, and I did like to see that. Um, so on top of Aviva, we have Leah McSweeney. Mm, yeah. Then double the votes. We have 23 for Leah. 43 votes is a big jump. Alex McCord. I'm into it. I'm into Alex coming back. <laughs> Again, I mean, we all know she lives in Australia. So like, that's not going to happen. I think she's living like a very successful life as like a psychologist or therapist or something. Like, she's, she's off that, right? Um, with 59 votes right above Alex McCord, we have Tinsley Mortimer. You know, I've also been calling, I, I think Tinsley and Kristen would be a good match for each other. Like, in my mind, a perfect Roni is... We have like an older set of ladies and then we have like a semi younger set because this group can do like different ages in a way that is enjoyable in a way that I, well, with the exception of like Potomac, I, Potomac does like a, a different ages really well. Like Ashley and Karen in a real world or Candace and Karen don't make sense, but they make sense on the show. Um, so I, you know, because of that, I like for New York to, for them to be like older ladies, like your Lou, Sonia, and then they're like slightly younger versions, your Tinsley's, um, and that, and then people in the middle, like, like a Heather, like a Heather Holla Thompson. Um, so above Tinsley Mortimer, uh, Luann, and then Heather, a big jump between Luann and Heather, 60 votes to 99 votes. So a big distinction above Heather Thompson. We're coming up with our five, uh, Jill Zarin, you guys, I mean, to know Jill Zarin is to know that she has been extremely thirsty to come back to the show since she left. But what you don't know is that another person has um, joined on as campaign manager, and that's Allie. <laughs> okay. Allie is on TikTok campaigning for her mother to come back to the show. She keeps reminding you guys that, like, hey, I was on the show. And I almost commented on one of her TikToks because I felt like, Allie, um, we're not going to have this conversation. Let me tell y'all what happened. Okay, so there's a TikTok trend that's basically, like, 
you're like pulling a fake knife out of your chest and the, the crux of it being like, you can't hurt me because this thing made me like invincible. Right. So hers was that like, you can't hurt me because like I was on TV, I was on reality TV at 14 and you know, people made fun of my weight or were talking about my weight. Um, and I just feel like we weren't having that conversation. Your mother was. Your mother was the one who put you on that private jet to go to fan camp. Well, not us. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think maybe you were incorrect about that alley girl. But like, you know, I appreciate her drive. I appreciate the fact that like they're really, truly double teaming or tag teaming to um, get Jill back on television. <laughs> And I like, just let her do it at this point. Like, what are we really like? I know that there have been the rumors about her, I don't know, like doing something behind Andy's back all those years ago, but clearly he doesn't (sighs) just let her back. Let's just see what happens. Okay. Let's just do it. Let's just do it to have a reboot with old former cast members and not bring Jill. Like, what are we even doing here? Isn't she on the new iteration of girls trip season two? So clearly, like, NBC Universal is fine with her. Like, just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Okay. Um, So Jill Zarin got 117 votes. With 178 votes is Sonia Morgan. She got 8%. Then a big jump between Sonia and Ramona. She got 246 votes. So our top five is Sonia, Ramona, Dorinda got number three with 283 votes. Bethany, with 330 votes, 15%, and with almost double that, three, 32%, 719 votes, Carol Radziwill. Mm. Interesting. So I have been kind of dipping a toe back into season 10. I had been binging all of Roni since the beginning from the first lockdown. <laughs> but I kind of, you know, life got ahead of me. So I was going back to season 10 and... I'm getting to the fight between Bethany and Carol and I haven't seen this whole thing flesh out, but I kind of have to say as somebody who is like totally like they were both wrong, I still am, but I'm also leaning a little bit towards Bethany being team Bethany in this one, just based on the couple of episodes that I've seen. Now hear me out. What I've seen rewatched at this point is Carol and Bethany had some sort of off-camera situation. Bethany is now in her Be Strong bag. She's helping Houston. She's going down to Puerto Rico. So she was going to go to Houston. I guess she asked Adam, who was Carol's not-quite-boyfriend, sneaky link kind of thing. Like, they had broken up, but clearly they were still, you know, she was still busting it wide open for him, right? And um, so they're like in this weird place. Bethany doesn't know that. Bethany invites Adam to uh, come to Houston and Adam asks if like what the rate for it is. So he's thinking that he's going to get paid. So Bethany calls Carol thinking that Carol and Adam are like fully broken up and starts venting about like, I think he's like an opportunist, an operator. He asked me if what the rate is like, you know, she's thinking that she's kicking with her girlfriend about her like no good ex. Right. And Carol's like, Oh no, he's still eating my sexy salad. So like, I'm not really trying to hear that right now. So then there's this whole thing that I don't want to get into it, but basically like it started off with Bethany or like a huge commun- dis- miscommunication. Bethany should not have been ranting to Carol about 
Adam not knowing the status of their situation. Like, we all know this, ladies, that, like, you get to a point in adulthood where, like, you have that girl, you have that friend who, like, won't leave that dude alone. And you're just like, it's not worth my personal peace to continue to, like, fight you. So you just, like, let her do what it, you know, you know, Carol's a grown-ass woman. Like, truly. (laughs) Very grown at this point. Um, But I think it was, like, a mass miscommunication that could have been fixed and I think Bethany really wanted to fix it but what Carol kept doing is picking at things not letting things go um trying to rally other people and being like see what Bethany's doing to you don't you not like that Dorinda don't you not like that like going to other people and being like just because she had hurt feelings and like trying to make them all turn against Bethany too now is Bethany a bitch yes is Bethany like uh not nice to people absolutely but also like do you want to be her friend or not because like why make up with her and then talk shit about her behind her back and then you keep getting mad at her for things that like really didn't have anything to do like why are you mad at her because of something that happened with dorinda why are you mad at bethany because of something that happened with ramona like you just didn't want to fuck with her at that point and that like just keep the energy like right like if you don't want to fuck with her, then don't fuck with her. But don't, like, have all these conversations and act like you're all hurt. And then, like, you don't want to be her friend, clearly. So just, like, stop. <laughs> uh, so if you guys wanted my thoughts on on Roni, a Roni um, friendship that ended several years ago and is not going to reconcile, here you go. <laughs> and with that, um, yeah, I think that'll be it for me. For this week, I'll be back Wednesday. I'm going to be talking about the uh, wine glass heard thrown around the Hamptons um, on Summer House. And then Married at First Sight will be back. So we'll be back with our regularly scheduled program. Um, Yeah, if you guys are able to give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking.